Stocks move for all sorts of reasons. And while reporters spend every day trying to figure out why, sometimes we just don't have the answers. That's why twice a year for decades, Barron's has polled investors about their views on markets, politics, and the economy. We call it the big money poll. And this year, it feels like there's even more to talk about than usual. I'm Alex Yule. Today on The Readback, I'm joined by Nicholas Jasinski, who covered the latest poll for Barron's. And there it is at the open. Our all-time high for the S&P 500, bouncing off of that uh, level we last saw July 26th. Hey, Nick. Hi, Alex. Stocks are back at all-time highs. And if we step back, the S&P 500 is up huge in the last decade. So stock market investors are just feeling really good about themselves right now, right? Not quite. According to the big money poll, just 27% of them consider themselves bullish, which is actually the lowest proportion in over 20 years of our poll. Wow. So not many bulls left. What does that mean for the rest, everyone else? So 31% said they feel bearish, and the plurality are actually neutral. That's 42%. But neutral in the world of stocks is actually kind of a negative, right? Certainly. And when they look out over the next year, they see a lot of risks. Stocks where, in a lot of sectors, valuations are very high relative to their historical levels. So, essentially, the risk-reward right now, as they look out over the next year, is not looking so good. I'm assuming that big part of the reason these investors are more bearish is because they're worried about a recession. That's certainly part of it. After a couple of years of above-trend growth, you can expect some reversion to the mean. But there isn't a big portion of investors who see a recession right on the horizon. And those who I spoke with who do expect a recession in 2020 think it may be just a shallow quarter or two of recession without necessarily something like we saw a decade ago. A lot more investors do see earnings growth slowing significantly as well next year, though. And among our poll respondents, though, a majority don't even see a recession next year, right? That's right. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about this poll. What is Big Money? So it's a poll of money managers, investment advisors from around the country. Barron's has been conducting it for decades. We had 130-odd respondents this year. And that's a pretty, I mean, it's pretty hard to gauge sentiment. So this is kind of a nice look. Obviously, nothing's perfect, and the answers may or may not be predictive. But why do you think this thing is important? Well, it gives a sense of how people whose job is to invest in the market, how they look at the conditions that we have now. We ask them a lot of questions about politics, about the economy, about what are risks that they see. So it tells us what people are looking at and helps us inform our coverage at Barron's as well. Right. And I think it's important to point out that a lot of what stocks trade on, of course, is the future and people's perceptions of the future, right? So if we can figure out what they're thinking about, it gives us more of a way of saying, hey, this is what's actually moving the market. Right. It's all about expectations and the price that you pay today. Right. And we have a lot of expectations spelled out in this poll, and I want to get into some of that. What would you say was the most surprising takeaway in the latest version of big money? Well, just how negative investors are on the the market today. And a lot of that really has to do with politics and the fact that we're going into an election year where the political spectrum is wider now in the U.S. than it has been before. And a lot of investors see things possibly swinging very far to the left or to the right, depending on who wins. And that's uncertainty. And that makes it harder to make a bullish, bearish or whatever call on the market. 
So if you have political parties that are much more on the extremes, presumably the uncertainty grows as you swing from left to right or right to left, as opposed to if, like maybe 20 years ago, things were more in the, in the center. Right. It's not necessarily the moderates who are making the big decisions these days. On the left, you could have a progressive Democrat like Elizabeth Warren or, or Bernie Sanders who are calling for real wholesale changes to the way the U.S. economy works and how sectors like healthcare or finance are regulated. Markets can produce enormous value if they have rules so that everybody has a chance to build some value and some security going forward. The function of healthcare today from the insurance and drug company perspective is not to provide quality care to all in a cost-effective way. The function of the healthcare system today is to make billions in profits for the insurance companies. To continuation of Donald Trump and his policies, there's not much overlap in those. Well, I spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time thinking about this, but we've been covering the Trump administration for three years now. It's been a busy time. There's a lot of uncertainty just there alone. No matter what you think of the policies, trade alone kind of has tended to whip some markets. I kind of shudder to think how we're going to cover this election and how markets are going to respond over the next year when they now have a whole other set of politicians to really think about. Are investors going to now have to start paying attention to what the Democratic candidates really say? Is that going to move markets as much as maybe what Donald Trump is doing? Arguably, it already has. Healthcare is the second worst performing sector in the S&P 500 this year. And if you've watched any of the Democratic debates thus far, healthcare and financials are certainly areas that are been ripe for discussion in terms of how the next Democratic president might approach those sectors, right? Right. With healthcare, it's things like Medicare for all, that whole debate unfolding. With financials, part of that is just uncertainty over what the economy is going to do. And a lot of those companies are tied to economic growth, more cyclical. But still, the, the threat of more regulation for big banks, which are already very heavily regulated, that's definitely weighed on their performances here as well. And tell us, what are our respondents saying? I mean, what are they expecting when it comes to the election? So our poll respondents, the majority of them see President Trump winning re-election. A pretty big majority, right? 62% over the Democratic candidate. They see Elizabeth Warren as the most likely Democratic Party nominee, but most of them actually prefer Joe Biden as the Democratic Party nominee. And that comes back to the discussion we had about the, the center and the moderate, because presumably Biden, most people would say, is the, the moderate candidate right now. Right. So he's certainly calling for less change than someone like Elizabeth Warren. Okay. They view Trump as the most market-friendly candidate. 84% say that the market will react positively to a Trump re-election. Wow. 64% say that it would react positively to Biden, so still majority say positively. Yeah, and then you have Elizabeth Warren, kind of a very different answer. Right. 1% expect a positive reaction from the market if Elizabeth Warren were to win the election. Wow. And half of respondents say that the market is underestimating the chance of a Democratic candidate winning the re-election. And what about trade? I mean, that's been the thing that we've all been preoccupied with. That's going to end in the next year, that conflict, or no? Arguably, the most uncertainty that's come out of the Trump presidency has been over exactly that, tariffs and, and trade. And our poll respondents are really split over the, the merits of that strategy. 50% say they approve of Trump's tariff strategy towards China, and 50% say that they disapprove. Huh. Not a whole lot of guidance there then. No, and they disagree over what comes next as well. A little less than half say that the 
This U.S.-China trade conflict will continue for years and years. Others see it ending before the November election, that Trump, in an effort to please voters before the election, will reach a compromise and end the trade war with China. And of course, that would move markets substantially. If Absolutely. And some of the people I spoke with, they note that Trump uses the stock market as a measure of success. And they are optimistic that in the lead up to the election, he'll be motivated to be market friendly. So if you want to find a reason to still be positive on this market, it sounds like one of them is you would believe that the president obviously wants to win re-election. He sees the stock market as his report card, and therefore he will do anything in his power to keep stocks moving higher. The optimistic view is that President Trump has your back and you should stay invested. Are there any clues or indications from this poll, despite all the anxiety about how you should be investing your money over the next year? Well, depending on your outlook, there certainly are opportunities to be a contrarian. If you take the view that the president, him or herself, doesn't make healthcare policy into law, something like healthcare stocks that have been discounted this year, there could be good opportunity there to get in at a lower price. Or certain industrials, things like FedEx, which has been hit on a variety of negative factors, including trade war concerns. Those shares, you can get in at a lower price, and any improvement on those fronts could see them rise. And the idea with healthcare being that as investors figure out, regardless of who wins the election, hey, this healthcare reform, again, is probably not going to be as drastic as the market is expecting, healthcare stocks recover, and you've therefore done well in your investment. That's right. The other way to go is to get defensive. Another money manager I spoke with, he's bullish on Berkshire Hathaway, which hasn't risen anywhere near as much as the market has, but it's got this big diversified portfolio. Its stock holdings have gone up in value. It's the kind of stock that can perform well if the rest of the stock market is facing rocky times. If I had to sum up a lot of what we've seen here from this latest poll, it would be that our readers and our our respondents really think that we've kind of reached the top here and there may not be that much further for stocks to go, at least in the foreseeable future. Does that make sense to you? It does. I mean, stocks are expensive on a lot of valuation metrics relative to history. So essentially, you're paying a premium price for an outlook now with trade war continuing, um, all this election uncertainty, slowing economies outside the U.S., an outlook that is not as rosy as you would think given how expensive stocks are now. Right. And it just feels like there's not that much fun to be had in the next year. There's a lot to worry about, but maybe not as much certainty. So not as much fun to be in stocks right now. Yeah, there are certainly pockets of the market which are relatively cheap, but a lot of them are cheap for a reason. All right. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. To read Nick's story on the Big Money Poll, check out the latest edition of Barron's and, as always, barrons.com. I'm Alex Ewell. The show is produced by Meta Litzhoff. The Readback will return next Wednesday. <laughs>